I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, then. Definitely can remember how I do all this. Oh, God! Press the wrong button. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There, I'm stopping it there because, look, because, wait, because stop. Look, listen, think, clunk, click every trick. Oh, God! Barney did this. That's the one. Thanks, Barney. Let's <sighs> <laughs> sit down after all that. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, I always say this, it's great to be here. It's particularly great because there's like carpet beneath my feet, not squelchy mud, and I don't have to trudge across a field to go to the toilet. I mean... I'm sort of getting into that now. Um, but uh, yeah, I was camping. It was fun. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about it later, but um, I'm not going to do it now because Mick Wright's here and he's ready to go. And I should say hi to him. Hi to him. Hi, hi to you, Jake. Hello. Hello there. And Hello, how did you have a good weekend? Yes, it was my stepdaughter's birthday. So I, oh. I went to a trampolining place where I wow. uh, watched them trampoline. Of and course. Then, uh, yeah, there was a sleepover and it was, you know... As, as terrifying and horrendous as you imagine a sleepover with four 11-year-olds is. <laughs> Did you not, were you not tempted to have a bounce yourself? I wanted to, and then it was, I didn't think I was allowed, I, I, the, it was not clear to me that I would be allowed. And then when I got there, there oh. were a lot of um, uh, terrifying looking adults also bouncing. So. Oh yeah, that's the trouble. Like, yes. with their burly, burly ones, burly blokes who thought that it would be hilarious if they did it. Yeah, and then and it was, was as well. I had in my bag my my London Review of Books to read, and then I thought I really can't <laughs> yeah. sit at this trampoline place reading my London Review of Books. So I just read my yeah. phone instead. Yeah, you are there, mate. <laughs> what are you reading that? What's that? Um, what are you reading for? Yeah, well, yeah. quite. Um, yeah, I'd like to watch you bouncing on a trampoline and reading London Review of Books. It, it's that feels like a very niche internet interest. It feels like a gift to me. That that's pure gift territory. That. Um, let's talk about my on the diet coke today. Oh, I already drank a can of Monster really. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yes. You, you, you know, I, I, I'm just saying. You're, my insides are ruined. You're, well, they are a little bit liquefied there. Yeah, yeah. livers turning into slurry. 
um, yes. listeners to this podcast will know this already, but I, I did. I had to take a medical for a, a life insurance thing. And uh, they were like, you're great. You know, your wee is like bad water. We could just rebottle it. It's perfect. And they came back two weeks later and said, tiny thing. Um, your liver's slightly rotting because of aspartame. <laughs> um, well, my, my last medical said I was in fine fettle. So. Okay, well, as long as... All right. I, I, don't, I, I don't need to know about your fettle. It's no concern of mine. You're a grown man. Um, Michael Gove, then. Yes, Mr. Gove. So um, he's he's been well. Y- you've been pointing up the interesting dichotomy between the way uh, his stuff has been treated versus the way Matt Hancock's stuff has been treated in the press. Yeah, I mean there is uh, certainly the, the the thing is, of course, there's no there's no implication that Michael Gove has uh, has has done anything with uh, public money. Um, or that he's had an affair. There's no evidence of no. that. So there's a, there is obviously a difference between the Hancock case and the Gove breakdown of, of, of Michael Gove's marriage. However, I do think that the press would, particularly the Murdoch press, would have treated uh, the marriage breakup of a senior cabinet minister. And the questions that have been raised by the Telegraph, who you know are no fans of Gove, around whether the fact that he and his wife have broken up may have meant that he broke... Uh, rules about what houses you lived in and that kind of thing. That that's the implication. Social distancing stuff. I think the Murdoch press would have treated that rather differently if Michael Gove hadn't been and isn't a a mom friend of Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. He went to Rupert Murdoch's wedding. Who, when he interviewed Donald Trump in 2017, Rupert Murdoch was sitting in the corner of the room, though yeah. not pictured in the Times pictures. He was there. Mm. It's you know, um, and you've got Kelvin McKenzie, who um, is very much. Uh, urinating into the tent of News International now that he doesn't work there, saying, yeah, the reason this is being treated like this is because Gove is a mate of Murdoch's. Yeah. And um, as much as I uh, don't wish to take the word of Kelvin McKenzie uh, as, as fact often, it is true. When you look at the, yeah. the evidence, there is so much to show that Michael Gove has been... Um, supported and encouraged and egged on by by uh, Murdoch and he is really a man of Murdoch it's worth looking up uh, Gove's um, evidence to Leveson inquiry where he really went for um, the order of the brown nose talking about uh, Murdoch as a great man wow. a man of history and all this kind of stuff incredible um, my by former the way... boss Rupert Murdoch there uh, he's he's uh, yeah. wonderful says Michael Gove yeah He's, I feel like he's everyone's former boss. Um, please don't use any more tent imagery like that. It's very triggering to me. But um, I didn't swear, though. No, you didn't. But the whole tent urination, uh, it's drying at the moment. Yeah. But um, do you, uh, in, in terms of the, the Murdoch thing, I mean, do you feel Gove is being somewhat groomed? Because there's been endless speculation, hasn't there, about, you know, is Gove playing a long game for leadership and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think he has been in the past, but I don't think he will be. I think if there's anyone that is being groomed by the Murdoch press for to be a future prime minister, it's Priti Patel. You got to watch the way that Priti Patel uh, on the in the list of ministers' meetings with with uh, people from the media. She has um, frequently had private lunches with Rupert Murdoch. Uh, listed as private lunches, she was uh, she was at his wedding. Um, the wow. Murdoch papers increasingly call her pretty rather than 
pretty right, tell. Right, right, like right. whenever they go to a mononym, whenever they start to refer to someone as just by one one name, you know, yeah, be it Boris Johnson or yeah. um, Nigel Farage or whatever, th- th- there's a sense, you know, there's a, of coziness and chumminess yeah. there. I think uh, if you want to go into politics, hugely popular in the uh, grassroots of the Conservative Party because people say, oh yeah, but. People don't like her, and you go, yeah, but we're not talking about people. We're talking about members of the Conservative Party. <laughs> I, d- I don't fully understand in, in as much as she, to me, is so unswervably. I mean, you know, the, I, I'm capable of as much cognitive dissonance as the next person, but you you cannot avoid how, how just base level stupid she is. Um, I think you can if you're them, because there's a couple of things they like about it. She's tough. Which is just, which right. you know, which to translate it out of Tory means cruel, right? You know, and, okay. and wants to make sure that because I, I, the underlying thing I think in a lot of Conservative Party politics is is not just that they should do well, but that people they don't like should do badly. Right. I, I've always said about the Daily Telegraph. When you read Daily Telegraph, Daily Telegraph is about is written for people who are constantly convinced someone somewhere is having fun they shouldn't be having, <laughs> and then uh, so the Pretty Patel thing is like. Not only is she tough, but she's actively cruel to people that yes. um, the hardline Tory party people don't like. The other side of it as well is the Tories really love the fact that they've had two female leaders and Labour has still had none. And yeah. if they could have not only a third female prime minister, but the first uh, prime minister from an ethnic minority background, they yeah. would love that. They yeah. would love that. The fact that it is um, tokenistic and you know it involves someone who would according to her own rules, would have deported her own parents. Her own parents wouldn't have been able to come under the rules. The That's amazing. That's favors. sort of like travelling back in time and killing one of your parents, isn't it? That Yeah, yeah. For a true commitment to, to the ideology. Yeah. <laughs> there are too many immigrants coming over here, says Pretty Patel. But what about your own parents? Yes, I would have deported them too. Wow. You know. I mean, I mean she didn't say that, but her actions. Yeah. Imply. I mean, I think everyone should get therapy. You know, I don't think there is a therapist in the land that could could stand the Gorgon stare of Pretty Patel. <laughs> is the Murdoch Press still got the power it had? I mean, with newspaper sales, I mean it's still doing well. The sun, I guess. But I think newspaper sales are are uh, are not the metric to look at um, because the Sun and the Times. It doesn't matter so much how many people read them. In the same way that GB News is not really a numbers game for viewers, it's about do you get talked about? And then, you know, the Murder yeah. Press still drives a lot of broadcast news coverage because right. they review the papers, they read the papers, the stories in the papers. Like, say, this morning, the thing I wrote the newsletter about this morning was um, Frank Luntz, the Republican pollster, has done this poll for the Centre for Policy Studies, a think tank founded in part by Margaret Thatcher, um, saying that woke issues and culture war matter a lot to um to the public actually when you get down into details you think well yeah this is a bit of a push poll he sort of started from the premise i need them to believe this so what questions can i ask to oh, get it okay, that right way? yeah yeah uh, and uh, and that's a story on the front page of the times so then that's now being discussed on the today program it will be discussed tonight on pm it's being discussed on times radio it'll be discussed on the talk radio right, 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 right. so the number of people that literally read that paper in the morning doesn't matter so much as the right people read it, such as, you know, producers yeah. and, you know, yeah, yeah, people yeah, in government. Yeah. Gotcha. But it still has a, uh, the Times actually has a pretty good 
size of subscriber base now. The sun, not so much. The sun really just exists as a as a as a as an object of power rather than actually a money making endeavor. Yeah. Also, we love it. Super sore away current bomb. <laughs> How you can say that and still have tooth enamel left? I don't know. <laughs> And again, maybe yes. they sort of hardened off with all the uh, training with your monster drinks. And... I mean, that's part of me. Yeah. Maybe once a day. I only have one a day. It's like I don't I, drink coffee. That's all I did. I was one a day. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, I will not be judged by you. Where's my jingle? I, was I know, jingle. I know. Oh, what is God, this? I know. I even said, I even said in last night's um, paid subscriber only newsletter I sent out, I said, oh, watch um, Jake's show tomorrow because he's promised me my jingle will be on it. And where is the jingle, Jake? I hear no jingle. There is no Look, jingle jangling. You can be- Do you know who to blame, mate? Who's to blame? The BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Because of because reasons. They gave me a scant amount of work. Which I've had wow. to be doing this week because I'm wow. recording it at 12 o'clock today. It's Comedy Club wow. on Radio 4 Extra. It's just a thing that rolls around once every couple of well, months. I, I, I look forward to listening to it. So, I mean, but, I'll but, but, it. Not but, as much but, as my but, jingle. Week, not as much as my jingle, but... I've got the... I, I, know, I know how I want it to sound. I'm really excited about it. Okay. It will be well. full-on Kletzmer. Good. Just as you requested. I know. I was trying to be awkward and then it turned out was something you actually liked. No, it's like my favourite thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd said what would have been hard uh, 90s industrial trance uh, a yeah. perfect recreation of the first Nine Inch Nails record yeah that um, anything guitars I hate I hate anything guitars something with the vibe of Napalm Death's 46 second long no 4 second long song You Suffer which they once played in a Peel session yeah it's been good to talk again <laughs> I'm wrapping this up before you start insisting on some of this stuff. 
um mick thank you so much everybody should subscribe to your newsletter you, there's a free one if you haven't got the money now and then you can read it a bit and go oh actually i should pay for the paid version and get the extra stuff it's really great it's brokenbottleboy.substack.com that is correct on See the twitter it's at broken bottle boy yes thanks so much mick right everybody there he goes bye-bye take care of that liver Okay. Julie says, Mick should do another TikTok. I didn't know he had a TikTok. Ah, oh, have a look at that. Barney says, was I dreaming or is there some Aled Jones story in the news? What's not him as well? They're all asses, aren't they? I don't know. I'll have a look. I have absolutely no handle on this week so far. Oof. Couldn't even find the window with my emails on it. <laughs> and then realised I was staring at it. Well done, me. Well done, Jacob. I've got quite a long missive for you uh, from Hedy. Um, are you ready? It's always fun. He says, uh, Dear Jape, I could not be bothered typing everything out, so I recorded it using sounds and magnetism. I love sounds and magnetism. It is attached. That woman singing. Notice how she sniggers when mentioning no trousers. I'd like to meet her, says Hedy. You can be two people in this song. Okay. You can be the soldier who has no hat, no coat, no trousers and no shoes. I think I'd rather And you can be the maid who runs to get them all for him from her grandmother's chest. Dear Jape, are you mildly intrigued like me by certain anachronisms and blatant, possibly intentional inconsistencies at large in the nursery rhyme, Soldier, Soldier? I think it bears scrutiny. I don't know. To begin with, the woman, oblivious of the nuptial traditions of the time, which most probably occurs before 1840 as he sports a muzzle-loading firearm, attempts to form a romantic liaison by offering a number of family heirlooms, including a hat, yeah. boots, gloves, trousers and a coat, yeah. all of rather fine quality. It becomes obvious as the story unfolds that he has nothing much else in terms of clothing. Right. Now, as the items were previously the property of her grandfather, we can only hypothesise as to what his intentions are in regard to a completely out-of-date uniform. Hmm. Then this leads to the question, why does she assume he is a soldier if he's not wearing anything? Granted, the erstwhile soldier does possess a musket, fife and drum. However, they would have caused some difficulty in their simultaneous use during the course of a battle. So the military aspect of this story is becoming rather doubtful. I see. Now, I have an illuminating suggestion that prior to meeting this simple-minded maid, he met another with similar intentions and a surplus of musical instruments and weapons, okay. which he subsequently relieved her of. Finally, oh. we come to the stark denouement. Oh. He declares callously that he's already married. I suspect that this erstwhile military man is a swindler, a villainous character, building up and dashing the delicate hopes of a gentle but slow-witted girl, whilst parading around virtually naked and barefoot with a view to joining a reenactment society. Next week, Jack and Jill. <laughs> I know that, like me, you will have entertained suspicions 
that they went looking for water at the top of a hill. Yeah. Not the usual location of an aquifer. I'm sure you will agree. <laughs> Certainly. Perhaps would. during their travails, yeah. they had an altercation with the grand old Duke of York. So dear, so dear, won't you marry me with your musket, fife and drum? Nice. Well, um, thank you. Thank you very much for that, Hedy. And don't forget that uh, every episode of Radio 3's The Essay is available on BBC Sounds. Uh, Ali Jones News now. I didn't have time to make a jingle for that. Uh, So it looks like his Twitter account got hacked and uh, a fleet. That's Twitter's way of saying story, you know, like Instagram or Facebook stories, uh, was posted of a close up of uh, a man's bulging underwear. Um, it's quite fun. I can just see that there's three tweets. One is a reply saying, so sorry, I don't know what fleets is. Never heard of it. <coughs> and then the next one says, all back to normal. Passwords changed. That was an interesting 20 minutes, especially when I'm watching John Wick with the mother-in-law. And then sleep well, everyone. I don't think we will after that, Alid. 50 years old he is now. 50 years old, Alid. It's flying all the business and all the things there. Uh, we have got uh, an entry for... Yes, the slightly too loud jingle. Uh, David Brazel, dear Jake, I would like to report an unfortunate incident that happened to me recently as a warning to other Yapostles and John Holmes figurine collectors out there. It may save some of them from making the same costly mistake. Did you see the John Holmes figurines on Bargain Hunt last week? Got hardly anything for it. Uh, while browsing and out of the... In fact, they firebombed the... Anyway, while browsing and out of the way antique slash junk shop in the Cotswolds, I came across what I thought was one of the rare angry hermit John figurines. I dreamt about John Holmes last night. Weird. Uh, it looked authentic with the torn clothes, grubby hands, and still had its original smell. Oh, do you remember the, sm- the smell of a John Holmes figurine? Ah, unmistakable. But I couldn't be sure that it was, wasn't just a poorly looked after geography teacher, John. Ah. I was absolutely delighted when I lifted it to discover that it was one of the electronic range and its tiny speaker began to play a faint pre-recorded range of sexual expletives and graphic threats. I still couldn't be sure it wasn't the geography teacher, though. Yes, I mean, definitely those and also borderline broadcast acceptable post-ironic dubious. Yeah. Uh, it was only when I arrived home that evening and began to remove the soiled clothing that I discovered I had accidentally picked up the real John Holmes, who had been browsing the same antique shop. Ah, it was all very embarrassing, I must say. I returned him to his home, of course, and apologised for any distress caused to his family. But they said it happens all the time, not to worry. I never did get my £4.25 back, though. I mean, to be honest, you paid well over market rate for the actual John Holmes, uh, I would say. Neil says, yeah, John Holmes figures were on Antiques Road Trip last Friday. Two quid profit. Nice. Very nice. Um, Neil says, is it me or should Hedy be doing shows travelling around the UK by bicycle on BBC4? Yes, it definitely had that kind of vibe, didn't it? Um, And Lindsay uh, has got uh, the movie that traumatised me as a child. Yes, that was a thread that we never really picked up properly. Uh, What was the film that traumatised you as a child? The The children's film. Uh, Lindsay says, hi, Jake and the Apostles. I realised that I asked everyone else what children's movie traumatised them, but I never revealed what mine is. It's high time I rectify that mistake. I absolutely adored The Wizard of Oz when I was younger. I had a Wizard of Oz birthday party when I was four. I've been Dorothy for Halloween numerous times, and I have the soundtrack memorised. It will always be one of my all-time favourite movies. There's an unofficial sequel called Return to Oz, though, 
and it is absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah, Neil's right there with you. While The Wizard of Oz is a song-filled, brightly coloured romp through a whimsical fantasy land, Return to Oz is an absolute nightmare from start to finish. The mousetrap. Don't just see it. Solve it. I'm sorry, I did the uh, voiceover for The Mousetrap play. If you go on my Twitter, I, I tweeted it out. That's It's all sort of very serious. Anyway, Return to, Return to Oz starts with a young Dorothy Gale being being brought to a mental institution and subjected to electroshock shock therapy. What? She escapes and is somehow transported back to a dystopian post-apocalyptic hell realm that's supposed to be Oz. Oh, my God. There was a series called Oz. Dorothy is chased by wheelers. Wait, I remember that vaguely. Horrifying long-limbed creatures with wheels instead of hands and feet and menaced by Princess Mombi, who keeps a collection of severed heads and wants to add Dorothy's to it before finally encountering the Gnome King who attempts to eat one of her friends but is defeated by a chicken. Oh, I feel like some deep synaptic thing is happening in me. Now look, says Lindsay, I like scary movies. Even as a kid, I liked scary movies, but Return to Oz was and still is way too distressing. Anyway, that's the children's movie that scared the heck out of me. I'm off to have a nightmare now. Take care, Lindsay. Just don't dream about John Holmes, okay? Uh, Barney says, also, The Wiz is terrifying. The Wizard of Oz, man, it's it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. I feel like it's, it's the stuff children are told. You will find this charming. Is it charming? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Barney says uh, where the wind blows obviously yes yes we we covered that uh, I think last week Uh, but I was freaked out by some of the uh, TV Friday film specials for children oh Barney do elaborate just don't do it now because we gotta get out of here I gotta write some links for comedy club Uh, I can't remember when it's going out I'll tell you it's quite fun though because I'm doing instead of like spring watch I'm doing summer watch I'm trying to corner that market before Packham gets in there and yes, there's some over-enthusiastic stuff about weasels eating chicks. You know, comedy. <laughs> anyway, I think it's sort of funny. Uh, I'd better finish it. Have a lovely day and I'll see you on Wednesday, 10 o'clock on youtube.com slash nottodaypod. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 